Welcome to another episode of Rambling About Notable Topics. I'm your host, Kyle Cicilloni, and today I'm joined by... Sean Gay. And Alex Zarnowski. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I know we had just done the last episode of the top 10 movies of 2015, and boy, was an episode. It was a great episode. We all went over our top 10s, uh, fantastic year for film, and we're going to kind of delve a little bit more into that, along with um, the top 10 years, t- 10 years of top 10 movies here. So um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you should have. Go back and listen to it, and then listen to this. But um, we're going to go over the top since 2006, I have created uh, top 10 lists um, every year until, obviously, now in this year. I'm going to continue, obviously. but uh, So I have 10 lists of top 10 movies spanning from 2006 to 2015. And I'm just going to kind of go through these um, and just kind of go through a couple things that are like interesting, see what movies like necessarily maybe wouldn't be on the list now that uh, are or, you know, that those kind of things. So... Just to start off, um, I mean, we don't need necessarily go into like the 2015 stuff because obviously that's all fresh. Will that change? I'm sure as we go over the stuff that we're going over now, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to mention, like in the movies that I have on some of these older lists, definitely wouldn't be there now. Uh, so starting back <laughs> in like 2006, I have movies like Superman Returns. Now it's not necessarily that that was my number ten of 2006. Not necessarily like a a terrible film. Um, but I don't think it's a movie that I would definitely wouldn't put on my top 10 list that year. And I guess I would caveat that by saying, um, I haven't seen maybe up until like 2011 or so, I didn't see as many movies. So for the past, maybe five years, like 2011 to, 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 to 2015, I've saw, I saw a lot more movies, probably like doubled my amount of movies I've seen. So back in 2006, I probably didn't like the, the total list of movies I saw that year probably was not even close to what I've seen now. So are there movies that are, that would be on these lists of movies that I didn't see that year, but I've seen now that would be on there? Probably. I don't have those necessarily in front of me that I would can kind of add those to, but we can kind of mention at least the, the, intricacies of the, um, the lists that are on there now as they were, you know, compared to what we think about them now. So again, movies like Superman Returns is on that list. Um, and then I have the prestige on that, that list at number five right now, the prestige to me is not only should not only be the number one on that year for 2006, but also my top like five all time. I love that movie. I don't know what I was thinking. At number five that year. <laughs> Cause I have thinking at I number know that. It's yeah. Like your best, your best, favorite movie i know yeah and then at number four but like even higher than that was children or not children of men is on there that's that was a great that would probably be number yeah. two that year but blood diamond at number oh three boy. that's that year what yeah if i can find 2006 kyle and slap him i totally would and be like what's wrong with you this is silly and then at number one that year number two i have in little miss sunshine which i would agree that's a great film that'd be at the top couple of that year and then at number one, I have The Departed slash Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, I could argue. The Departed, eh, not necessarily. Would it make my top ten that year? Maybe. Um, I don't even think it's in the top five or so of Scorsese movies in general. I think it was just I was riding the high of uh, you know that movie that year. And it was, you know, people were always talking about it. I think I kind of got uh, caught up in that. I, I just want to talk about this list scene. This list right now is that... Currently, Kyle would say Borat is better than Thank You for Smoking, The Illusionists, and Superman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's better than Superman Returns and probably The Illusionists, but Thank You for Smoking, definitely not. Thank You for Smoking is a great film, and that should that should be on the top ten. That should probably be a little higher up. If you've heard that is on that list, too, I'd agree with that. That's pretty good. Oh. 2007, 
2007 is actually not too bad. I would just reorganize a lot of it. Um, at number one, I have No Country for Old Men. I would probably still agree with that. I just rewatched it again. That movie doesn't. That movie holds up. Like that movie's it's timeless. That movie's a, that's fantastic. And I have it at number two um, with uh, I have number two as There Will Be Blood. And I could argue that There Will Be Blood would be my number one that year. But that is a that's a close <sighs> one right there. Those are really those are like two of the better movies of the entire ten years of these lists, rather than just even that year. Talk about slow burns right there. I know, right? That's there like five blood, hours like, of film yeah. <laughs> right there. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. What? There, there will, will be blood. There will be blood. It really is. Fa- yeah, like it, I, it's still Paul Thomas Anderson's best work. Yeah, I'd say it's his best work too. Yeah. And then I have Juno there. That's pretty good. Sweeney Todd. I don't think I'd put that that <laughs> that, that high up there. But uh, even right. if we should be on that list in general, but uh, and then I have Darjeeling Limited that'd be on there. And then Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which I haven't revisited since I've seen that film. That's a good movie, but I don't even know if I'd put it on there. It's not a movie I've thought about in years. And then like Ratatouille's on there. That's good. And they have Transformers on there for. I'm not sure what reason. reason. Yeah, that's strange too. But Michael Gr- Bay. And then Grindhouse is on there. That's my number ten of 2007. That was good. I, I'd that's agree. not. That's two movies though. Like, what well, happened I, to Kyle back then? Yeah, like, I don't, I, he, he, yeah. Classic Kyle is not. Yeah, the 2006 to 2008 Kyle is very strange. You'll see in these lists. So 2008 is. Uh, see, Burn After Reading is pretty good at number ten. Iron Man number nine. I'd agree with that. Uh, Doubt at number eight. I could argue that that's a, that's a pretty good movie. I don't know if it holds up necessarily. It's a good movie. Then number seven, I have Milk. <laughs> I'm not sure what. I don't like that movie. I don't know what I'm thinking now. Like I, that, I think Kyle at that point was going with the critics. Yeah, that. I think I was like, oh well, everyone else likes this movie, so Kyle must like this movie. This is, this is the, yeah, the Kyle he's the equivalency of Deborah or whatever, yeah. Deborah Adams or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah, and then it gets worse after that. It goes to uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That would not make my list now. Yeah. Tropic Thunder. I'm completely okay with that. I'm Tropic Thunder. Okay I'd agree movie, with that. Yeah. And then it gets worse. It goes to Slumdog Millionaire. That was I was really panning with the critics that year, man. Oh God, that is that should not be on my list. And then, but the top three that year, I'd agree with still Wally, Dark Knight, The Wrestler. Wrestlers, uh, it's hands all, down the best movie that year, uh, or The Dark Knight. I can't. Yeah, yeah I was saying either I'm one. I'm with Those Alex. Are, I, I can't. I can't. They're both great movies. It. Yeah, I can't They're go so good. So that's good too. Interesting to see that though. And then, and then I, st- I think 2009 is the turning point where I really started to kind of develop a a sense of film, um, a sense of uh, cinematic enlightenment and. Uh, kind of uh, interest where I kind of expanded my horizons and saw certain films that, um, um, you know, kind of, uh, I got a taste of what, what was actually a good film. Whereas a movie like, like moon at number 10 for 2009, wow, I think a- that, that should even be higher. I was saying, moon, moon I'm really sorry, but num- your number nine kind of hurts. And then avatar is at number nine. Yeah. I, I think the argument I made at that year, and I, I still argue it now is the, um, the the achievement of 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 making that movie, whereas where the production behind it, whereas James Cameron created an entire technology to film this movie, and I think that movie even holds up production wise, um, like aesthetically, I think still holds up story wise. Yeah, definitely not, um, and it does not an interesting movie per se, but it's uh, the way it's kind of filmed and everything. It does kind of you know it's interesting. Um, then I have like where the wild things are. Is great. Um, Inglorious Bastards is really great. That that probably even be higher up on that list. I think now, if I were to argue, um, same thing. District Nine's on there. Five Hundred Days of Summer. I'd probably move that down on my list a little bit. And then number two, I have Fantastic Mr. Fox, and number one, Up in the Air. I'd probably still keep those the way they are. I think Up in the Air. Do you really think Up in the Air would be number one though? Like I'm looking at that list, and I'm just saying personally. Like for me, I, I see that list, and I go. 2009 wasn't wasn't like like your number 10 is like what i'm saying is like the film that i want to watch right now 
But like other than that, Inglorious Bastards is just is such a good film too. I, I in District well, Nine, two thousand nine wasn't a great. Now that I'm looking back, wasn't a wasn't like a historically fantastic year for movies. It was good, but I don't, I don't think it holds up to some of these other lists. Like a year like uh, two thousand ten. 2010 is a great year, I think. Here, I'm looking at this list. I don't know. I don't think I would change anything on this, if I, except that uh, maybe True Grit. So True Grit, I have at number four. I'd probably move that back a little bit. That wasn't doesn't hold up as much, I think, over time. Whereas I, they'd probably switch that with Toy Story 3. To be honest, the Toy Story 3 I have at number seven. I'd probably move that up. Uh, Black Swan's on there. Shutter Island. That's a great year. And then the top three that year are great: Inception, Social Network, and Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim to me is. Uh, of all my top tens here, if I were to like list my top tens of these top ten, that'd be in the top three at least. Wow, Scott Pilgrim is a movie I can revisit time after time, day after day, and never get sick of it. Never gets old. It's still fresh. It's still exciting. Um, even the Social Network. Social Network's a great. That was a great year. That's a good list there. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd have to say that Inception's still the best of the three, but that's just me. That's fantastic. So those five years, two thousand six through two thousand ten years that i only posted those lists um kind of on facebook um just as like a general like fun thing to do i it didn't necessarily get a lot of um uh involvement with anyone there wasn't really any discussions necessarily with it and then 2011 this started when we first kind of launched age networks alex and that was the right. year when we first started uh cinema clash and that was the first episode we did that year and that was the three of us actually now sean that was your first year with us and alex obviously that was the first podcast we did as far as listing the movies and uh it was funny that year was the year we all had the same number one and it was drive in mm-hmm. 2011 so that was a great film, and I'd still that still holds up. I'd still agree that that was the best film that year. Um, Such a good some other film. films on that year. I know we all had uh, Tintin on our lists. They were that yes. was a great movie. Uh, we all had, I think we all had um, Super Eight. Yep. We all had Super Eight on there. Super Eight was a great film. I, Alex, you and I had Tree of Life, the top couple. Um, yeah. I rewatched, rewatched, revisited Tree of Life, and it's great. And I still enjoy it. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd keep it at number four. I'd probably move it back a little bit. Um, I had The Descendants pretty low, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And that film, as much as I love George Clooney, like... Watching it now, dude... I don't want to watch it. Yeah. It's one of those films that, like, there's there's certain films with such moral obligations and such mm. ethical disclosures that you just don't want to revisit. And that's one of them. Like, if I'm re-watching The Descendants, like, I'd have to be in a very... I don't know. Like, I, it had to be either on television or in a very situation where yeah. I don't know why I'd be watching it. Like, right. It that was like the like the Descendants was going from up in the air to it is just like it just com- goes from George Clooney from up in the air to George Clooney in Hawaii. Yeah, it, like that. just sounds a great film though. It's a great uh, great screenplay. Honestly, uh, it's written very well, and it's funny too because that's the Alexander Payne movie that yeah. uh, I loved up until that point. And then uh, two years later, we'll get to it a little bit later in a little bit here. But uh, Nebraska was in 2013. I think that that outshines Descendants uh, on all levels really. Uh, but also on 2011, we had um, Hugo. My top three were Hugo, Rango, and Drive. And uh, Hugo is still a great movie. I, I still uh, love that movie a lot. And I haven't actually watched it in a couple of years, but it's really good. And Rango, man, I could watch the movie all the time. I never get sick of it. I, 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 Rango holds up. Rango is a great one. Hugo, I don't know if like keeps up with me, but I think that's a great movie to show any like of one. If I had my kids or anything like that, that'd be a great film to show. Hugo's great because it it kind of showcases the um, excellence in film and um, like kind of cinematic history and, and that kind of thing. And it, it's um, 
it's, it's more than just the surface level movie that it that it seems. And it's you know Scorsese I mean? out yeah. of his element. Like, right. I'm, I hate to put Scorsese in the element of just being nothing but right very traditional gangster right. drama, which but, is funny because right. the year before that he did Shutter Island, which was my number five that year, and then we had Hugo the next year. So it was like cool kind of see him do these these off kilter kind of films that actually ended up working very well. Oh, well, I'm happy that to see that Lars von Trier is at least on one of your lists of this. Yeah, I think Alex, did you have Melancholia on your list that year? Do you remember? I think so. Yeah, that's the only film of Lars von Trier that I can digest. Yeah, there's I, not many that I can, and there's it's hard to argue against that. I mean, I know we talked about that was the same year. It was the year before we talked about Antichrist. I think it was the year, it was 2009 uh, that we talked about it. Yeah, a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple years earlier than that. And Antichrist again. I think I'd argue the same thing I did then, where it's um, so messed it's a, up. Yeah, it's a movie where like I'll give the I'll give him credit. He tried some different things. I, I you give him credit for ambition. Like that's the that's really where I'm at on that one. So let's see, 2012, uh, a movie called The Comedy. And actually, I forgot to mention this in our 2015 podcast that we just did, the top movies there, but, um, oh, wow, what's his name now? I can't think of it. It's not coming to me now, the director's name. Um, Rick Alverson. Yeah. Rick Alverson, who did The Comedy, um, worked with, obviously, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheims in that one, too. And then he did a movie called Entertainment in 2015, this year, mm-hmm. well, this past year, um, called, well, again, Entertainment. And it was starring um, Greg Turkington as... Uh, if you guys have ever heard of uh, Neil Hamburger, that's like his uh, his uh, alter ego, almost like Andy Kaufman's um, mm-hmm. Tony Shapiro or whatever his name is, um, kind of like that, where he does like these stand-up uh, skits as this other character, and that's kind of a movie about them. They don't actually call him Neil Hamburger, but it's implied. <laughs> he dresses the same, does the same kind of jokes, and uh, it's a movie where he um, it's very again existential, very off the wall. There's no necessarily. Uh, uh, plot or it's very just kind of uh, random almost in a way but it's very um, it's a very beautiful film there's a lot of great scenery it's all shot out in like uh, the like Las Vegas like dead the desert area that kind of stuff um, but it's an interesting film so if you have a chance to check out entertainment um, it's not great it's good though <laughs> but again I think I, I like I enjoyed the comedy more comedy is definitely more uh, kind of easier to digest it continues to, to try such a very very specific genre of comedy yeah. and then again that year the avengers at number eight that was good i'd agree with that it's still on my list life of pi that's on there i'd agree with that django unchained at number six i think that's perfect it's not the top movie of that year but i did enjoy it enough to kind of at least mention it on my top 10 and then my top four i think or top five are pretty damn good here cabin of the woods seven psychopaths Moonrise Kingdom, Looper, and The Master. That's solid. And I think that's, yeah, that's definitely solid. And I would agree. I would not change a single lick of that. Really? I mean, as much as I, I love all those films through and through, I just think that, like, Cabin in the Woods would be a little bit better than... Like, Seven Psychopaths, to me, is, like... It's a great film of great actors, but yeah. it just doesn't. It's not a film I revisited as much as Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the film, Cabin in the Woods, is just a much more, a much more fun film. I think we can all agree with that. But I find it very interesting now that The Master is your number one, and you think the it's using your logic here. Yeah. And then The, the Master be is, blood, is right. better than There Will Be Blood. Well, which I, think, I would argue that is just completely not. Correct, I think it so. argues that the top two. Th- in 2007 were more solid than the top two in 2012. So I think that there will be blood and no country for old men are better than Looper and the master. I would agree with that. Okay. It's just, I I think that the top movies of 2012 weren't as good as the top of 2007. Yeah. But I think 2012 overall was a better year than 2007, at least in my list. But yeah, I mean, Looper and the master, uh, 
fine films, very fine films. And it's funny, though, that I'm looking here. I have Darjeeling Limited in 2007. I have Fantastic Mr. Fox in 2009. I have Moonrise, King, Moonrise Kingdom in 2012. And then I had Grand Budapest Hotel in, number, in 2014. So I've had every Wes Anderson movie in my top ten top, since yeah. since I've started done these lists. And in 2004, if I had done a list... Um, uh, oh, here it comes. Uh, what's it called? Uh, wow. Brain aneurysm here. Oh, uh, uh, Life Aquatic. Life okay. Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Uh, would have been in my top ten. Would have been number one? Probably not, because it's the same year. I think it was the same year that Eternal Sunshine came out, unless it was 2003. I can't remember the exact years, but anyway. The good um, old days. And then 2013, again, we were all together for this one, so that was the year with uh, This Is The End. I think we all had... Uh, Sean, you because I was just listening to the episode, you didn't see the movie. Uh, that was that the point. one I was not able to see. And Sean, and Alex, you, Alex, you and I both had that in our top ten, and I, I yes. still agree. That's a great film. That's a That's funny, so fun. funny movie. Um, and then I had Blue Jasmine on there. I, I haven't revisited Blue Jasmine, so I can't I'm really sorry, say... I'm sorry, but was that uh, Adam McKay as well, or no? Or... I think is, I'm not sure if it was Evan Goldberg or Adam McKay or if it was. Someone. I don't think I'm not sure. I, I think I, it might have been Evan Goldberg. I think Evan sure. Goldberg sounds right. So anyway, um, yeah, Blue Jasmine. I haven't revisited that again. Upstream Color. I haven't revisited. Short Term Twelve. I haven't revisited. Um, all the other movies on this list here in the te- 2013. I revisited. So Nebraska, The World's End, Wolf of Wall Street, Gravity, Her, and Inside Lewin Davis. And I'd probably keep that all the same. I think that. Um, Nebraska is great. I think that's a, a better movie than Descendants, um, as far as Alexander Payne is concerned. I hate to tell my fans out there, but I would argue that The Wolf of Wall Street is definitely not the number one film of that year. Yeah, so you guys both had Wolf of Wall Street as your number one yeah. that year, and I had it at number four. What, what would you guys have put that year, then, if you oh, were to man. change Ooh. to number one that year? I mean, I mean, I know you're only looking at my list, and you no, guys don't have your no, list necessarily, it's, but it's, I know we had a lot of similarities that year, anyway. I'm pretty sure the same year as Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah, you had that at number two that year. That would be number one. Yeah, I think either that or yeah. since I've now seen Inside Lewin Davis, that would be you. That was such a beautiful Inside dude, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Again, if I were to like do like the top ten of the top, is 10, it the best Coen might, Brothers? Might film? be my number one, number two, maybe. But the question is, is it the best Coen Brothers film? No, I don't think so. I think No Country for Old Men. Uh, I, actually, no. I, well, of this top ten, No Country for Old Men, but in general, Coen Brothers, <laughs> dude, The Big Lebowski. It's my favorite movie of all time, so it's the number one Coen Brothers. Okay, movie, yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. And That's it's funny too because we're like talking about this, and I've actually just been rewatching a lot of the Coen Brothers movies in preparation for going to see Hail Caesar, which by the time this episode comes out, will probably have already been out. Um, so I'll go to see that. But I just rewatched Miller's Crossing. That is, that is one of the finest gangster movies that ever created. Um, and then I rewatched uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, a fantastic film. That's such a fun movie. That was a really fun movie. I mean, if it wasn't for Fargo, we wouldn't have some of the best television. I'm just saying. Agreed. And like, to me, it's either Fargo or Big Lebowski, and I have to say Big Lebowski. But at the same time, I want to say Fargo because. What about No Country? You don't think? Well, no, no, and there? that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think the Coen Brothers are a, just have made film that I cannot differentiate what's the best like it's yeah the, it's really hard it's easier for me to do quentin tarantino than it is to do a coen brother yeah, coen brothers movies outside of again big they, lebowski it, it could change from week to week depending on my mood because they have like their their solid kind of comedies and they have their solid like very straight kind of dramatic mm-hmm. thing you know where like miller's crossing is like there's not much like there are some comedic elements to it once here and there but it is a very straightforward and very uh you know serious film for the most part you know what i mean uh, but yeah, I'd probably keep Inside Loon Days. It's so great. And her, I revisited a lot. Um, that's a great movie. And Gravity again. Gravity is, um, you know, pretty fantastic. 
And the 2014, um, I know, Sean, you had given us your your uh, top five list that year, and I think you had Blue Ruin at number one, if I remember correctly. Uh, which, it's crazy, because that film was something that was... You know, you talk about like rewatching films. I mean, I specifically remember you telling me, "Hey, there's this film on Netflix. You should check it out. It's pretty good." And I was like, "Well, why not?" And it just took over of what last year was. And there has not been one film still that I think that has captured a perfect independent picture than Blue Ruin. Have you watched Blue Ruin, Alex, before? No. Yeah. No. Okay. It's just. It's. I, I mean, think it might still be on Netflix. I'm not sure though. I haven't actually checked in a while. It probably is. I mean. Well, I'm adding that to my list of many movies to watch yeah. right now. So yeah, that's still good. And then I think Alex. I mean, uh, what else is in your list that you're uh, Sean? I think you also had. Um, you also. I think you had Boyhood on there. Interstellar. I definitely had Interstellar. I can confirm that. But uh, did you have Birdman? Did you have Birdman too? I don't remember if you had. Birdman. I think Birdman was a film I haven't watched yet, and which obviously, if I would okay. put my list together now, Birdman would be a film that is yeah highly on that list. And I hate you, the Academy, for you know screwing Mr. Michael Keaton out of one of yeah. the best. It did win Best Picture though. Give him that, and, yeah. and, and, and not a two. But the, it, uh, director, yeah, right. but you know, I'm just, I'm just saying we know how the Academy works. It's all right. this series of you know pulleys and legitimate like wheels in terms of how things work so and alex I don't, uh, do you remember what your number one was last year was it was it birdman or was it, i think it was it, i think it was bird was it interstellar because you had interstellar way up there too oh well there we go there we go was it, it interstellar, was interstellar number one okay it was I remember you had actually an interstellar well, guardians of the galaxy i don't know if i had there. seen whiplash you haven't seen Whiplash yet? Okay. Yeah, Whiplash. Well, I, I have seen Whiplash. Oh, okay. I would actually have to say that if it wasn't on my list, it would have been in my list and probably have been like number t- like probably number three. Yeah. Because yeah. Birdman and Interstellar is really tough. But yeah. Whiplash is so rewatchable. And it really so, is. Yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah. Whiplash is an exhilarating movie, especially for people who uh, kind of work in music or you know, do yeah. with music or anything like that or band or orchestra, you, that kind of or stuff. Or you just want to listen to J.K. Simmons just yell at people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm just, like, you're just that's just kind of why I want verbally abusing people. That's a great one, too. Yeah. So the rest of the ones on that list uh, for people, uh, I'm going to attach this to the. Uh, to the thing so you can kind of look through these while you listen to the episode but uh number 10 was gone girl then we had Snowpiercer, guardians of the galaxy the babadook which again now my number seven spot from now on is going to be horror movies um the grand budapest hotel interstellar boyhood lego movie birdman whiplash i wouldn't change anything on that list it's all oh, too fresh great. for me i would keep it the same i will say it just looking at your list here you can see a trend with you kyle a little bit that like for example like scorsese you tend to at least keep him in your top five throughout all of your top 10 lists like every time i see a scorsese film he's at least well they're always really great i mean and there's nothing wrong with that right i'm not saying there's and again like i said the i would argue the 2006 that departed i don't think it would be in the top five i'm looking at the even just looking at my list from here (laughs) my number one would be the prestige my number two would be children of men my number three would be pan's labyrinth and my number four would probably thank smoking, be thank please. you for smoking. Yeah. And the number five would probably be the departed, maybe at that point. Then, so um, again, it would, yeah, I guess it would be my top five. Then, yeah, I'm just, I'm just but saying, yeah, like that there's, Shutter there's, Island, there's certain Hugo, trends right. that like I can see that like I mean Wolf of Wall Street, uh, like obviously I mean Quentin doesn't get nearly as much love for you. Well, um, the only two that had come out um, well, in sh- my top ten, the ten years of top tens here would would have been uh, Death Proof. Django, Django, and then um, obviously Inglorious uh, and Bur- no Inglorious Ingl- and Hateful Eight. So there's four. So, yeah. but I mean, you consider Grindhouse one film. So yeah, I mean, I, I'd argue either of those movies would be a little even higher up on that top ten of 2007 list than they already are. I would agree that I don't. 
it's hard to like I saw them both at the same time, so it's hard to be like, well, this one's better than this one. I mean, if I were to pick one right now, which one to watch? I'd probably pick Planet Terror, only because I haven't seen that oh, in a hell, while. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. And it's more of a, a, a easier to pick up movie. You know what I mean than Death Proof? But Death Proof is definitely gotten better every time I watch it. Yeah, it, it's one of those films that you can you have to keep rewatching just to. I don't know if it's just to digest it better or it's really is just a film. I mean, not to keep going on a Tarantino rant, but like specifically for Death Proof, it's one of those films that uh, talking about which, you know, Hateful Eight, uh, what's her name from uh, one of the side characters in Hateful Eight is actually the also in Death Proof. Um, yeah. The uh, stunt Zoe, driver. Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. Yeah. And I mean, she is. She someone, was the one who was on top of the car, which they actually she filmed. legitimately was on top of the right. car going seventy five miles an hour. Like props I mean, to her, yeah. Props to her for that. And like she is just a wonderful Australian actress. And it's yeah. just, I mean, it's just one of those things for these kind of films. I'm just, I'm just noticing some continuous trends. I was just curious about with, yeah. uh, like obviously Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm surprised. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, Coen Brothers, Wes Anderson. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino, and Scorsese, Scorsese. all kind of seemed same, and Alexander Payne all, all always kind of seemed to be. I'm surprised Christopher Spike, Nolan. Any more Spike Jones films other than her? And uh, where Where the Wild Things Are, uh, 2009. Yeah. Oh, he did direct that yeah. movie. I'm sorry, Spike Jones. Yeah. I did not like so, that yeah, film. He's on there too. Well, what about Alex? What do you think here? Any uh, Any things you notice or any things you would change? Any number ones that you could think like would Drive still be number one that year? Drive would definitely still be number one that year. And what about, uh, what was your number, in 2012, you had uh, Django as your number one that year, I, I remember. Would you keep that at your number one that year? Probably. Uh, I would think. So you like uh, Django better than, did you like Django faster, better than uh, Hateful Eight? Yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I still think so. You think so? Hateful Eight, even though it was, it was, fan- it was good, it's just, I think, I don't know, there's something about Django that's. I can I respect know. that. I can, res- I can re- respect it. It's rewatchable. Yeah. To, me, to me, it's the opposite. Like, uh, the more I watch it's Django, it's a more kind of mainstream, more, easier to digest yeah. film. Without I didn't a doubt. Like it, I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it as much. Django, you mean? Django. Okay. I didn't like it as much as I, I do now. Okay. Yeah, see, I feel uh, opposite. Even it I really liked number, it at the time, but. Yeah. And what about, um, what did you, 2013, I think you had Wolf of Wall Street as your number one. How do you feel about that now? Wolf of Wall Street, uh, uh, comparatively. I know it's hard to list. Yeah, all, you're only looking I, at my lists here, but you know. I think I would keep it at number one. Yeah. Do you yeah. think these directors are going in a positive? Like, let's take uh, the Coen Brothers. They've gone from New Country for Old Men, which is probably, like we said, is probably one of their better films, and now to and the they had Burn After Reading, Burn and, After Reading, which just kind of dropped off the. And then even in 2009, which I isn't on my list, that. but I mean, honestly, if I were to reorganize the list that year, I don't think it would make it, but it would be close. Uh, a Serious Man that came out in 2009 is a really fun film. It's it, well, one of the fun in a depressing kind of aspect. Well, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's literally the Book of Job rewritten. Yeah, so. and it's an interesting film, and it, and it's it's cool. It's an interesting movie to digest. Um, I don't think it'd make it, but it's cool that they had a really good run there. 2007, 2008, 2009, they had a good run there. See, and in 2010, they had True Grit that year, too, yeah. I wasn't a fan of Inside Lewin Davis. Just didn't do it. Just yeah. didn't do it I, for him. I could understand that. And again, I think I say that in the episode. I was just re-listening to it, um, where, like I mentioned, that it's not a... It, I totally understand where where if mo- people... It just doesn't click with some people, or if people just don't, you know, or they're turned off by it, or they aren't, you know, into it. Well, I it. remember you... I just remember from the podcast yeah. that years ago that you said that because it's music it's centered around music and right. you have a very strong connection to that and yeah. that's what 
dry. Yeah, and I totally so get it. Movie. It's a very dry movie. It's hard to. Yeah. It's you know, it's not a. And I think I think there was also a lot of. Um, I, the way that they advertised the movie too yeah. was it wasn't what I was expecting when right. I saw it. Finally saw it. Right. Which is kind of a letdown. And there's a lot of music in that movie too, where it's like they Yeah. A lot of movies where like they'll have like a guy playing music, they'll show a little bit of it. Like they go through movies, they go through music scenes in that movie like where he'll play the entirety of every song they play in that movie. So it's like every like three minutes, four minutes a piece of every song he plays. So they go through the entire song. So it's like almost even like uh, Whiplash, even in a way too. Where like, if you don't like drumming, like don't listen, don't watch Whiplash. <laughs> it's like there's moments where like it's literally just him drumming for like ten minutes. You know what I mean? Right. So, but yeah, and it'll be funny. Uh, we'll go maybe in five, ten years. We'll 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 revisit even like the 2015 films, um, and uh, some of the older films here. And we'll, our, our thoughts might even change by then. But uh, any other thoughts you guys have of uh, anything you can think of here? Any other um, points you want to bring up? So let's just say out of the uh, five years that we have, the best actor and best actress, real quick. Of all these, I mean, again, we're only looking at my top tens. So there what might I'm be looking there's at, so. again, like I said, there's definitely right. other movies that have come out since those uh, lists. Yeah. Since these lists have come out, the movies that I've seen that probably would be on these lists now. Again, I don't have that information. I didn't go that in depth. I'd be here for weeks looking like researching movies that I you know have so, seen. Since so then, like but. you take best actor. We got like uh, 2015. We got Tom Hardy. We got uh, for Mad Max. We got 2014. We even go for Whiplash. I'm just gonna say J.K. Simmons because he's he's definitely the better of the actor. And then like I'm gonna say, yeah, go ahead. Leo DiCaprio in Revenant, I think trumps. He's only trumps 90 percent of these movies. I'll say he's the the only one that that like actually is in the top three consistently going through from looking at your list. I would argue him in the Revenant, and I would argue Joaquin Phoenix in the Master. Yeah. If I were to pick two people agree. of any of these movies, as and, far and as Joaquin Phoenix is also in her, which is number two, right. which is, I'm just saying. So, but yeah, what Joaquin Phoenix does in The Master is still nothing short of brilliant. It's incredible what he does in that movie, and it's so underrated uh, his performance really in that. Is. It really is like a whole. It's a sight to behold. It really is. Yeah, I mean, other than I can't like I'm very stickler for Javier Bardem for No Country for Old Men. Other yeah, than, other than that, too. other than that role, I completely agree with Leo. So, yeah, and I think as far as again, like I think you mentioned earlier, Sean, like the directors, um, it'll be funny to see like you know next year, like the, in the years that come, like uh, any Wes Anderson, like this year when we do uh, 2016 uh, next year coming up soon in 11 months or so, 12 months or so. Um, if uh, Hail Caesar is on my list, I don't know. We'll see because I'll, I'll, I'll pro- by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably have seen it. So I, I'm, I'm pretty point. sure Hail would be Hail Caesar would be on your list in some form. I'm sure like, it will be. Like Cohen Brothers has not been if it's if it's well other than Serious Man, a Serious it would, Man, it yeah. would have been on the list. So because yeah. they took a, after um, True Grit, there was a, a brief break there until the uh, three year break until Inside Lewin Davis. So. Well, I guess technically this year or last year you didn't do it either with a bridge of spies because since well they didn't really direct it they it was yeah. a, I'm just I'm just saying like and uh, it's funny actually now that I'm looking at this entire list I don't think there's a single Steven Spielberg movie on any of these top ten movies hmm. now that I'm looking through well I mean you gotta dry spell them I'll say what has he uh, done actually technically Lincoln? Adventures of Tintin I, did he direct that or he was he, he, did. he was just a writer on that so, no, yeah I think he, direct, he directed he it and I think it was that. him and not Peter George Jackson Lucas, uh, Peter Jackson who uh, yes. wrote it. But yeah, so I guess technically Tintin, which again, yeah, Tintin is a great movie. That still holds up. I think that's a fantastic Best movie. animated film out of the list, Toy Story 3. I'm sorry. Yeah, Toy Story. We yeah, were just kind of going over that. That's a great movie, too. So. All right. Well, 
yeah, just uh, wanted to kind of briefly go over that, guys. Thanks for the episode here. Uh, this is an interesting, nice little uh, decade uh, thing to go through here. It's neat. It's not every time that we get to go through 10 years of me making lists. There's 100 movies on this list here. Technically 101 for some reason since I put two movies in mm. my number one in 2006, so 101 movies, but whatever. You couldn't count back then, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, apparently I was like, I like this movie so much, I want to include it. I think that's what happened, but... Yeah, so uh, I want to thank you guys for this, and uh, we'll have you guys back um, for the next movie episode. Um, and then maybe in ten years or five years or so, we'll uh, we'll kind of crawl back into this uh, this thing here, and, and we'll go from there. All right. So, Alex, uh, any plugs here you want to mention? Yeah. Uh, go to ajaznetworks.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ajaz16. Um, and this year, or soon, who knows uh, how soon, the Salinor Show will be coming out. I feel like we've been saying that since like the 2013 episode. Like, oh, stay tuned. We got Salinor Show coming up, and well, it's three it's, years later, oh, yeah. it's still coming. Just wait. But, but for real, I, seriously, but it's for real, it's real. We've made great strides. Yes. In the Salinor Show, uh, we have a couple episodes coming out that are gonna blow your mind, and you're gonna be wanting more. So keep an eye out. Two months of editing, but actually more than that. Yeah, it was so uh, three years of, of filming, online. and <laughs> yeah, so it's been like a freaking. Uh, Oh, like a Terrence Malick film or something. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rambling About Notable Topics. You can find all of our great episodes at ajaznetworks.com, which also has a ton of other great content, including crappy comics, Ajaz Decrypted, beautiful topics, and of course, The Salomar Show. You can follow the official rant Twitter at Rambling Topics and myself at Kyle Ciciloni. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. can find this show and more at Ajaz Networks. Originally different media for your personal taste.